Hey, welcome to the Ocean Church Podcast. Thank you so much for listening today. We hope today's message encourages you and reminds you that God is working in your life. Enjoy today's message. Hey, everybody. Great to see you. Uh, join me in standing, and let's do this. This is, this is pretty special for us. We're actually broadcasting right back to Estero right now. So will you help me in welcoming our Estero campus? Love you guys. If you'll remain standing, let's read from the Word of God as we, we finish and wrap up our series today. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10 says these words. A final word, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on all of God's armor so you, that you will be able to stand firm against all strategies of the devil. For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. Therefore, put on every piece of God's armor so you will be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil, then after the battle, you will still be standing firm. Amen. Amen. Come on, let's pray together. Holy Spirit, we thank you for the way that you speak. Lord, you created us to hear your voice. And so today, God, we posture our hearts and say, Holy Spirit, speak to our hearts. Lord, let this not be a time of information, but Holy Spirit, we ask that this would be a time of revelation. Impart what you wanna say and do in our lives upon our hearts. We worship you, we praise you. In Jesus' name, everyone said, amen, amen. You may be seated. Estero, you may be seated as well. Well, it's been, it's been a wonderful eight weeks as we, we've talked about uh, what it is to be in the fight and how the, the, this place of spiritual warfare is nothing to be feared. It's nothing that we need to, to uh, worry about and, and, or look at it in a way that we say, okay, that, that spiritual warfare place, that's for like the Navy SEALs of Christians. It's like those level 10 people that sit in the first three rows, like those are... That ain't it. This is a place that God has called each one of us to that uh, I wanna unpack. And we've, we've walked through it in, in a number of ways. I'm so grateful for Pastor Phil and for Igor and, and I'm very grateful for Rocky Balboa who, <laughs> who just, he just transformed his world. He's just speaking truth. I'm actually gonna quote from Apollo today. Because Apollo was transformed by Rocky's truth. He, Rocky spoke truth and Adrian was transformed and Rocky was transformed and even Polly was transformed and this is getting ridiculous. So let me just read, <laughs> let me just read this quote here. Apollo is trying to, to wake Rocky up and he says this, see that look in their eyes, Rock? You gotta get that look back, Rock. Eye of the tiger, man. He said, get that look back. He says this, we have to be in the middle, right? We have to be right in the middle of the fight because we are the warriors. We the warriors. So I, I wanna talk today just about really a mentality. I'm asking that the Holy Spirit would just wake us in a wonderful way. There is this reality 
of uh, an aggressive mentality that, that we're called to live with, not to step in and out of. And we, we've talked about the enemies of our souls and how that, that the New Testament points us, to, points us to three places. And we've talked about the flesh. You remember we started with the flesh. And we talked about the, the flesh being the inner desires that are in line with the, the lies of the enemy. And, and Paul talks about that. He goes in depth about that going, there's a war on the inside of me and, and, and there's times I do what I don't wanna do. And we hear his frustration and his brokenness at, at being frustrated with what comes out of him. But he ends with these words, thanks be to God. Because there is an answer and his name is Jesus Christ. And so Jesus wins the war over our flesh. Then we talked about the world and, and the world, you remember we talked about there are three expressions that we, we do battle with the word, three with the world, three main expressions because there are three main enemies in the world. And, and if you look back and it's interesting, you know, Paul here in Ephesians six, he, he talks and he, he, he uses plurality when he uses these words. He talks about unseen authorities, plural, rulers, plural in the unseen world. And so he's painting this picture that that Satan has a a demonic host with him. And he does because there were were angels that followed his lead in in working to, trying to defy God. And this was not a, a big, you know, back and forth battle. Jesus said, I saw Satan fall like lightning. Satan said, I, I will, and God was like, okay, boom. And there was this puff of dust on the earth. Jesus said, I saw him fall like lightning. But we see that, that Satan has the, these, these demonic forces aligned with him. And, and throughout the Old Testament, they're expressed. And you can see the, these things and the, the, these uh, expressions of false God and what that worship looks like. We see Baal. You see this, this false God and the worship of Baal throughout the Old Testament. And Baal is this place that, that Pastor Phil uh, spoke to last week, talking about the, this place where we look for provision outside of God. This place of hoarding, of, of not looking, not living with generosity, not living with the heart of God, but looking outside this God of mammon. Baal is the expression of that that we see throughout the Old Testament. Another God other than the one true God. And these are demonic forces that are behind it. These, are, these, these people aren't just worshiping and, and giving themselves. When we see this in the Old Testament, they're not just giving themselves to, it's not just a false God, but there are demonic forces behind that. So Paul is making us aware of that. And we, we see another enemy where there's this God that, that is repeated in Molech. And Molech is this, this God of human sacrifice. And it was detestable to, to our God every time the children of Israel would fall into worship of Molech. And if you remember when we talked about battling against the world, we live with different value for human life. We live speaking and living and, 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 and there's this love and, and appreciation that we are made in the image of God. And there's a culture that, that comes out of the hearts of believers whose hearts have been touched by Jesus that we value human life in a different way. And then the, the, the last area that we see, there's this continual place of, of sexual perversion that when God's people begin to worship other gods, these three main gods would pop up all through the Old Testament. 
And so we do battle against the world by living in a way where, where we don't live ruled by mammon. We don't live ruled by greed. We, we value human life. And then we live from this place of sexual purity. We celebrate the place of the covenant of marriage that God's given us. And so these are these places, and we talked about all of that. And I really, I want to spend just a little time just breaking down a few things about the devil. And, and he's only going to get just a little time of, of, of today, and we're going to talk a lot about Jesus and what God's heart is for us, because he, he doesn't warrant more than just a little time. I want to clear up a little confusion. Satan is not uh, on an equal playing field as God. He's not all-knowing. He's not everywhere at once. He's not all-powerful. And so dispel any thoughts that you have of like these two cosmic forces that are just the same. And it goes back and forth. That ain't it. So let's look at what Jesus says about, about the devil. Well, before we do that, let me, let me remind you of how we've defined each one of these enemies. So we talked about the devil being the father of lies, the flesh being the inner desire in line with lies, and then the world, the culture around us normalizing the behavior of these lies. This is what Jesus said about the devil. This is John chapter eight, verse 42. It says, Jesus told them, if God were your father, you would love me. Now he's, he's talking with religious uh, leaders. And we're gonna talk about how, how that there is this place of religion that is a counterfeit to knowing God. Jesus told them, if God were your father, you would love me because I've come to you from God. I'm not here on my own, but he, God sent me. Why can't you understand what I'm saying? It's because you can't even hear me, for you are the children of your father, the devil. What a great service they came to. <laughs> and you love to do the evil things he does. He was a murderer from the beginning. He has always hated the truth because there is no truth in him. When he lies, it is consistent with his character, for he is a liar and the father of lies. So when I tell the truth, you naturally don't believe me. Which of you can truthfully accuse me of sin? And since I'm telling you the truth, why don't you believe me? Anyone who belongs to God gladly listens to the words of God. But you don't listen because you don't belong to God. The first thing I want to see from the mouth of Jesus, there is a devil. Now here's, here's a fun little fact about that. G, the, 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 the word devil is really a description of him. This is not his name. Many commentators believe this is Jesus just giving the enemy a subtle dig saying like, you don't even get a name. I'm just going to refer to you as you are. You're an accuser. You're a slanderer. You're the father of lies. And so, but, but it's important that we say these things. We establish, we say, Josh, why is it? That, that, that's so simple and foundational. I know that there's a devil. Well, a lot of people don't. The most recent poll that, that George Barna put out of followers of Jesus, the most recent poll, over 40% of, of followers of Jesus did not believe in an actual real devil. That evil is just this cosmic force out there that there is not a real devil. And so I want to start and be very foundational. There is a real devil. Jesus said it himself. He refers to him. Uh, even Joe Rogan in, in commentating, going back and forth on his podcast with someone talking about it, he said, what a, what a genius thing it would be to make it ridiculous to believe in the devil. He says, genius, it's a genius strategy. 
to make it ridiculous to believe in an actual devil. See, there's this lulling to sleep, this, this apathy that the enemy wants us to, to, to uh, live in. But we're, going, we're not going to do that. We're going to listen to what Apollo said. We're going to have the eye of the tiger. Apollo said, you got to wake up here. C.S. Lewis wrote a, a really interesting book called The Screwtape Letters. And it, it's the book. He wrote this book from the perspective of demonic forces. And so there are two main characters in the Screwtape Letters. One's name is Wormwood, the other is Screwtape. And, and they, they talk about what, what it is to, to be in this war with followers of Jesus. Here's one of the quotes that he attributes to them in this. These, these two demons talking back and forth to each other say this, a moderated religion is as good for us as no religion at all and more amusing. See, this, this lull to sleep place that, that is there is this place that, that the enemy is very, not just satisfied, but overjoyed with, that we would be lulled to sleep about him. And even in a place of, of relegating being at war with him to other people. Like there would be another option that, that we'll send the Christian Navy SEALs to do that and we'll just stay comfortable in our little church. That's not it. We're not in this. This is not a moderated religion. Somebody raise your hand and say, amen. If this is all of you, your whole life saying, Jesus, not, I'm not in this for halfway. I'm not here. I'm just not out here on the weekend for a little sprinkle of Jesus. This is an all of consuming of my life, not my way, but your way, not my will, but your will be done. Scripture refers to, to Satan by a number of titles. The Satan, the evil one, the tempter, the destroyer, the deceiver, the great dragon who deceives the whole world, the ancient serpent who leads the world astray, the prince of this world. Jesus used that most often three times. He refers to him as the prince of this world. These are all just titles, not names. And so that's him. Nothing that you and I need to be fearful of, just simply awake to this reality. Awake without fear. Ephesians chapter six, let's look at this again. This is where Paul puts us on, on guard here. He says, actually, let me, let me back up. I wanna hit John chapter 17 before this. John 17, Jesus says this. I have given them your word and the world hates them because they do not belong to the world just as I do not belong to the world. I'm not asking you to take them out of the world but to keep them safe from the evil one. So Jesus is praying to the father and he says, for you and I, he's saying, God, I'm asking you to keep them safe from the evil one. Now listen to this part. They do not belong to this world any more than I do. Make them holy. How, how, what it is, what it, is it to be safe? What is it to, to, to be protected from the plans, the schemes of the enemy? He says, make them holy by your truth. Teach them your word which is truth. And so in, in this battle against the, the, the cosmic unseen forces, against the, the forces that are, that are implemented by Satan, against Satan himself, what is that battle? What is our weapon in that battle? What is the only thing that we need to come back to? The Word, the word of God is so good. How he, God simplifies it for us. He says, you live in the truth. You live in the truth. 
living, seeing, having all of your being, everything, the filter of life that I live from is the filter of the truth of the word of God. This is what we're called to. What I want you to, to see and recognize this, Jesus refers to, and he says it in Mark chapter eight as well, when he's talking in this same context about the enemy, he says he was a murderer from the beginning. And, and there's this place of, of, of apathy that, that, that God wants to wake his people from, that, that the things that he's called them to do, the fight that he's called them to live in is a take it or leave it moment. It's not a take it or leave it. It is, if we do not do this, we will We're going to die. You say, what do you mean by that? Because Jesus said it this way. He said, he was a murderer. In John 10, 10, he says this, the thief comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But I have come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. I, I want us woke up and stirred in our spirits today going, this is not just a take it or leave it moment. God is calling. His spirit is waking me to engage in the fight because this is about life. Again and again, we see this place in scripture. David, after fighting battles and, and, and many of us, man, we've, we've walked through some stuff. We fought some battles and we've seen God be faithful. And this is a moment I want to stir back to go. This isn't a time that we become apathetic. Like there is an aggression that God is calling us to live. David fought a lot of battles, saw a lot of great victories. And it was the moment that he leaned into apathy, that, that he, he stayed home. The word of God tells us that, that the kings went out to war. It was a time where it was, it was time to set the boundaries again. It was time that where the enemy was trying to come in and test to see, are we on guard or are we asleep? David sent somebody else to go do the fighting for him. He, he took a position of saying, I fought enough. And I just want to deliver you from the idea that you fought enough. I know that's so encouraging. <laughs> but it was in that place. Death came to Israel because it's in that place. David has the whole episode with Bathsheba when he was supposed to be in the fight. He was at home, sleeping, lounging in apathy. So there, there's this edge that God is calling us to. The children of Israel, when they're, they're coming out, and now listen to this, this is, this is the picture of salvation for you and I. Numbers chapter 13, they've come out of Egypt. They're, under the, they're out from under the slavery of, of Pharaoh. So they're, they're delivered from, from slavery and they're headed to the land. They're headed to the place that God's called them to. Now, now what is that representative for you and I? These are the things that as we, we come to Jesus and we receive salvation, how many of you know that, that it's not, that's not where it ends? It's where it begins. He says, I've transformed you to take that life everywhere you go. I have filled you with my spirit so that everywhere you go, and he told the children of Israel, everywhere that your feet walk, I'm going to give it to you. And so they're, they're, they're looking at the land. They're looking at the place that God's called them to. And Moses, he, he takes 12 leaders and, and he takes one from every tribe. And just so you know, like he, he didn't take the weakest. He, he, he took what looked like what he thought, these are my guys. This is the best we got. And so we're going to send them as spies into the land. Joshua and Caleb were one of those two. 
or, or two of those 12, excuse me. And so they, they go into the land and they come back. And this is the place that I want to emphasize. This, this is the point. It's not a take it or leave it fight. Lies believed will kill. Lies believed, they're, 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 it's not just like, well, I can, I can choose to get in the fight or not. No, no, like, it's either living by a lie or living by the truth. So Josh, that, that's really intense. I know. <laughs> it needs to be. And so the, the 12 spies come back. 10 of the 12 saw facts differently than, than Joshua and Caleb. Now, I didn't say, because this is what I want you to see today. There are facts in your lives that are factual positions that are lies from the enemy. They came back and they said, yeah, it looks good. It looks amazing. Like it, it is, it looks just perfect. It's everything that's been promised to us, but there are giants there. Like, where's the lie? There's no lie there. There were giants there. And this is this place that God wants to wake us from. There are factual things in your life that are lies from the enemy. There are weaknesses that you have, places that you can look and go like, I don't, I'm not gifted enough for that. that. That's for somebody else to do. Like it's somebody that speaks better than me, somebody that, that has a greater calling. That, that's for somebody else. And God wants to wake you to the fact that the places that you are believing as facts are lies from the enemy. Facts will be lies in your life if you allow them to. And so, so Joshua and Caleb are going, yeah, there are giants, but God's with us. Yes, it's true. They, 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 yeah, the people there, they're, they're big and they're, they're, they're tough. It's okay. God's with us. Listen to what Joshua says in Numbers chapter 14. He, he's trying He's trying to make his argument. This is verse nine. He says, only do not rebel against the Lord, nor fear the people of the land, for they are our bread. And, and this, is the, this is what I want you to take home today, that they are our bread. Their protection has departed from them and the Lord is with us. Do not fear them. See, it's not a take it or leave it thing. It's that the, in the fight is the life and the sustenance that we need to live in this life. Like, I, man, I hope, I hope, like everyone's quiet here at Sterile. I hope you're getting it. I hope you're a little more excited about this. Like, I, I want you to grab a hold of this. Is like the fight is what we have been created for. The impossibilities, the, the giants, that, that's what we're created to take down. That, that's where, when we shy away from that, we shy away from the place that we are fulfilled and we are sustained and God's bread fills our life. Joshua said, he said, y'all got this whole thing backwards. You see giants that can kill us. I see what sustains us and fills us with life. I know what I've been created to do. And this is the place, whether you're 90 or you're six years old, you need to ask God today, God, what have you called me to do today? How do you see me today? What are the impossibilities that you are trying to wake me to that are not impossibilities? Man, you want pain in life? Jesus says we've been yoked with him. 
The only pain that, that we have coming in life that, that is real pain is when we're yoked with Jesus and we try to go this way and he's wanting to go this way. That's pain. He says, no, no, I, I want you to, to wait to the reality and the calling. And, and there's so many places we can go with this. There's no food without the fight. There's no food without the battle with giants. You know what we see again and again from the children of Israel? When you don't fight the giants, you fight your brothers. How, 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 many, how many churches have left the aggressive posture of doing what God's called them to do in the regions that they've been sent, and they end up in just this inner bickering, arguing about stuff that doesn't matter, the color of the church, the, the seating in the church, who sits where, the way the music is, all these minors and they miss the majors that God's called them to. Because when you leave fighting giants, you leave the food that you've been created to eat and live with. It is life or death. That's why Jesus says he was a murderer from the beginning. So like, Allow the Holy Spirit to stir your hearts today going like, it's not an option for me. I have to step into this fight because that's where life is. That's where our life is. Last thing I want us to see, dominion, what we call, you remember when we started this whole thing, we went back to Genesis and in the garden, God told Adam and Eve when there wasn't even sin, the enemy, there's, there's none of that. It was just, just God and Adam and Eve is in the garden. And what did he tell them? He told them to tend and keep it. He said, you got to take dominion in here. So th this isn't a, just a response to, to the works of the enemy. This is what we've been created for from the beginning, to take dominion. And we take dominion by the truth of what God says about us. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 10 Jesus is talking about the works, or Paul is talking about the works of, of, of the enemy in this world. He says, he will use every, time, every kind of evil deception to fool those on their way to destruction because they refuse to love and accept the truth that would save them. So God will cause them to be greatly deceived and they will believe these lies. Then they will be, they will be condemned for enjoying evil rather than believing the truth. As for us, we can't help but thank God for you, dear brothers and sisters, loved by the Lord. We are always thankful that God chose you to be among the first to experience salvation, a salvation that came through the spirit who makes you holy and through your belief in the truth. He called you to salvation when we told you the good news. Now you can, now share, now you can share in the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. See, this is, this is reality. There is truth that the Holy Spirit wants to speak to our hearts about us. There, there, there's truth that he wants to, to meet you and I with today. And here's the best part. He didn't create you to receive secondhand truth. Like, I, I, love, I love being your pastor. I love preaching to you. I love, I love carrying a burden for, for this house and what God's called us to do. But, but this is the end of my role with you. You know where religion comes in? Religion comes in when we live by secondhand truth. Pastor, just tell me what we're supposed to do. 
Pastor, just, just, just give me the steps. Give me the formula of, of what it is. See, there, there is this place where, where my role ends and there is a demand that I have to put on you to put your hearts before God and say, God, would you speak to me? What do you say about me? What are the lies that the enemy, the facts that I have believed that are lies? The facts about myself, the facts about my calling, the facts about what you've called me to do. What are those lies that you wanna set me free from today? I got a good friend that he, he watches online and, and he, he's had his hearing has, has continued to, to decline and, and he, he is at a point where it's, it's too much for him to, to come and to be in, in person. He can't hear it the, the way all the sounds are. It just messes with his hearing. And what he is discovering now is that, that what looks like a giant is actually this place that God is launching him into a fresh purpose. You see, when we get in the fights with the giants of our lives, what God wants to do is he wants to meet us in that and show us how he can be glorified in the midst of impossibilities. You say, well, Josh, what are the giants in my life? Oh, it's the stuff that, that you can't do without him. Because if we could do it without him, We'd, we'd go like, wow, I guess I'm kind of amazing. <laughs> Allow the Holy Spirit to, to, to give you vision beyond what you can do in yourself. This is who we walk with. This is who we serve. And this is why it, it cannot be secondhand knowledge. It can't be from another voice. It has to be from his voice. That's why Paul, who, who, who everyone would say the way that he was schooled and, and his knowledge of Jewish laws and customs, he was the expert of experts. And you know what God said to him? He said, I've called you the Gentiles, not to the Jews. That doesn't make any sense. Peter, fisherman, the opposite, not scholarly, doctor foot in mouth all the time. And what does God say? I've called you to the educated ones. And both of them walked out, defeating the giants that were there because they heard God's voice and they received it as truth, regardless what the facts of their lives said were true. I want you to bow your heads with me. Estero, bow your heads with me. Jesus describes the Holy Spirit as the spirit of truth. And He's created every human to hear his voice. You have been created to commune and to live from the truth of the voice of God. Estero, in just a moment, Pastor Angie's gonna come up. Worship's gonna, gonna step in for a minute and then Pastor Angie will come up and call our prayer team. And I, and I want today to be a day that we vocalize. There are some of you that you know God's put things in your heart to do, and it, it is time to engage in the fight. There, there are some of you that, that are wrestling. The Holy Spirit is showing you the giants, the, the, the facts, if you will, that you have believed. 
And he's waking you to the reality that, that, that we're not going to live by that anymore. That there is truth that he is speaking. And we're going to listen and live from that. Because it's in the fight that we're sustained. It's in the fight that the bread that we need for our lives is found. Holy Spirit, I pray over every single one. God, as we respond in worship, as we respond to you, God, I pray that you would stir our hearts. God, speak to us. Expose the lies of the enemy. Expose the things that, that we have believed about ourselves that are lies. God, I pray that we would risk a fresh new, that we would step out in faith, that we would do the things that we cannot do. Lord, unless you are with us and unless you are anointing us and unless we are yoked with you. And so Jesus, we submit our hearts to you. We say your will, your way. Lord, I pray that you would stir, that you'd spark our spirits to be in the fight. We worship you for it. We praise you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks again for listening. If you'd like more information or would like to connect with us, visit us at oceanchurch.com. We love you and hope you join us soon online or at one of our campuses located in Southwest Florida.